Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. It is an early morning, so I sound like it's an early morning, and that's okay. Today with me is a first-time guest, but perhaps my longest listener ever. So, Kathy Seifer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on the show, Megan. Yeah, I can't believe it's taking us so long to get you on here. And I have to say that I appreciate your feedback and for listening to <laughs> all my podcasts and blunders and journey. Um, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, your support means a lot. So thank you so very much. Oh, thank you, Megan. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Um, now, the reason you're on here is because you've recently transitioned from travel planner to travel writer. And we're doing this um, this focus on like culture vulture Mexico. And you had something to say. So I'm excited to talk about that. But before we get started, where can people find your writing? And let's talk about what you focus on. Yeah, absolutely. So I did work in the travel industry for over 20 years. And after COVID hit, I did a lot of soul searching and decided it was time for me to serve the industry in a whole different way in the travel writing space. And so in addition to pursuing a freelance writing career, I'm also starting my own blog. And that's mm -hmm. at theluxurylifestyleblog.com. Awesome. where I write about travel and food and wine and arts and culture. And then you can also find me on Instagram at the Luxury Lifestyle Blog, Facebook at the Luxury Lifestyle Blog, and Twitter at Luxury underscore Life Blog. <laughs> Twitter, you've always got to, yeah, my handle I think is different for Twitter too because, yeah, it's just, yeah, Twitter is an interesting animal. So It sure is. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then um, that's all good information. If you want to follow along, go ahead and type that out. If you can't find it or don't remember it, just look at the show notes and you can click right through there. All right, so let's tell people where we're headed today. Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to talk about the Tonka Ecological Adventure Park, the Cenote Swim, and the Mayan Village located in Tulum in Quintana Roo, Mexico. Yeah, awesome. So this is part, uh, as I mentioned before, of the Offers or Property Culture Vulture Mexico Deeper Dive series that you'll be hearing a lot roll out. And um, when I put this casting call, this is the thing that you wanted to, to talk about. And actually, there's a group that does exclusively this region of Mexico. And I put it out to the leader of the group. And I said, have you ever heard this? She said, no, but I'd love to go visit it. So this seems like a little bit of a hidden gem. So let's talk about why you chose it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, definitely it is a hidden gem. And, you know, in the area of this Riviera Maya region, there is no shortage of really fun adventure water parks. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything from snorkeling to the cenote swims to lots of off-road adventures, you can find a ton of them. So you, you wouldn't have to go far from your resorts to find them. Yep. But Tonka really stands out for me because it is much less commercialized. And I love all the other parks. I've been to several of them. But with Tonka adding that cultural element, you know, with the Mayan village being on the property, and also they keep the crowds to a minimum of only allowing about 100 people a day. Okay. It's just a really special place where it's a creates a great opportunity for some bonding among your family members, your significant other, whomever you might be traveling with, mm -hmm. or if you're a solo traveler, really uh, lends itself to a very unique adventure for you. Yeah, I like this idea in that, um, you know, in this whole kind of 
attempt to spread people out and also the I always want to hedge against over tourism or like especially when you see like with with animals right you don't want like when we go on safari in Africa I don't want that animal to be so familiar with a vehicle right like that's not their natural habitat or not they wouldn't find that naturally you know in the Sahara or something I don't know that just bothers me and so because there's a place where these people live as part of the tour I like that it's limited in the sense that like we're not changing we're not attempting to change or, or they don't have to change their lifestyle to accommodate people um as much I just I don't know I don't want to I don't want to alter things for people I want to let things naturally take their course and I don't know that's what I'm I'm hoping is the case here and yeah anyway. it definitely is yeah it definitely is the and also the fact that this is very unique I mean the Mayan culture the traditional Mayan culture with the Mayan language and uh, the way in which they live and the food that they prepare this is something that because of the commercialism of the other parts of the Cancun and Riviera Maya, that this is dwindling and it's starting to fade away. And the fact that we can go and visit a place where you have an authentic Mayan culture living is is very special. And we need to try to do our best to keep things like that alive for as long yeah. as we can. Yep, I fully support so then will yeah. you open this discussion with your favorite story or experience at the Tonka Mayan Village? Yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I visited with our kiddos in the summer of 2016. And although the entire day was amazing, a couple of things really stood out for me. Obviously, the traditional Mayan food experience at the mm -hmm. end, when they uh, cook everything in these underground clay ovens, and it was absolutely delicious food. It was wonderful. And you eat picnic style, and um, they're just so gracious. And then the beekeeping. So they're very passionate about beekeeping there. Uh -huh. And they do this in a very unique way because we all know that you know, beekeeping is essential to our world's food supply. Yes. And so the Mayans, they keep bees in tree trunks. Uh-huh. Oh. And each little hut had their own little beehive being kept in tree trunks. And then they harvest the honey. And it's just very primitive. And it's just really beautiful to see That's that. Really and interesting. that it is. It's very, very interesting. And then, of course, the canoe experience. I loved it. It was so peaceful and it was wonderful. Just a great bonding experience with the family. Yeah. And then. The other part, which they aren't doing right now, and I'm assuming because, you know, people you know, might be a little afraid of um, interaction with bats, of course, because oh, of COVID. Yes. So they're not doing this anymore, but we, we did get to experience the swimming in the caves with the bats. And that was an experience that we will never <laughs> forget. I was deathly afraid to do this, but our guide, Caesar... He was wonderful, and he reassured me several times, You're, they won't touch you, they won't hurt you, and they didn't. You got into mm. a cave under, you know, swimming around, and the bats were just swimming all around you, and they were just amazing, but they didn't touch you. So that was pretty outrageous, but uh, <laughs> definitely a lifelong memory 
So do I remember correctly um, that this experience is when you have to like, like just kind of launch yourself through a hole into the cave? Is that this one? Yes, yes, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I think they're they might um, be doing a similar experience, but something more with um, the fish that do like the the natural fish pedicure exfoliating mm-hmm. your your skin while you swim so I think they've replaced the bat experience with the fish but <laughs> but uh it's not commercialized so um I think we mentioned you know animal experiences and of course at some of the other commercial parks in this region you will find uh dolphin swimming experiences yeah. but those dolphins are in captivity so that's you know that's a yeah. personal decision whether someone wants to indulge in that or not but yeah. But in this situation, this is a natural environment. This is not a commercialized swimming tank or anything like that. So these animals are not being held captive. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. That's good to know. It's important to a lot of people. Absolutely. And that's the only type of animal experience within this park. There isn't anything else like that. Everything else is swimming in the cenotes and hiking and canoeing and enjoying the food and walking through the village. Oh, awesome. So then um, to orient listeners, if we look at Mexico, and we kind of say it looks like a mermaid tail and she's kind of doing a kick to the right. Uh, we're, in the, we're in that top flipper area, pretty near the resort region of Tulum. Is this a fair description? Yes, absolutely. So the Tonka Park is about 20 minutes from the Mayan ruin site at Tulum. Okay. Now, would you do both in a day? You can. Yes, you can do the Tonka Mayan Village and the ruin site. And get your guide, and we'll put a link, of course, in the show notes for the listeners. Uh, The Get Your Guide company has a full-day excursion to take you to both. Okay, great. Yep, and for people listening, get your guide. And I may need to do some more research, but... At least um, in, well, just about a year ago, they were, they were doing well. They had returned, they were able to refund everyone's money um, appropriately without question. They didn't hold anything. They didn't make it difficult for you. And they, um, they're making an effort to be, you know, good to their clients. So um, hopefully they're going strong and everything's still available for when the world opens up. So uh, as for people who look like they were poised to, outlive the virus that won't be named that seems like a pretty reputable con- company so yeah know, absolutely and ahead. then listeners definitely should contact your travel agent if if you don't want to go through get your guide see if your travel agent can hook you up with this or possibly your travel agent can contact the hotel that mm-hmm. you're staying at and arrange this for you um i wouldn't suggest Trying to drive down there by yourself is in a very remote location. You might get lost. It's not well marked from the street. And, you know, you do have to have reservations ahead of time because of the limited capacity. Yeah, great. And for travel agents listening, um, there is a travel agent side of Get Your Guide where uh, they'll work with you and uh, they'll actually do a lot of custom branding for you, all of that. They're very good to work with. So in my experience last year. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. We should follow up on that for this year. Cool. So then who's the ideal visitor here? Are there any restrictions or people that you might 
caution, um, you know, maybe against or just give them some heads up when considering the Tonka Mayan Village. And let's be sure to mention accessibility. Um, when, okay, uh, yeah. Answer, please. Okay, sure. So that an ideal visitor would be anyone looking for an immersive cultural activity. Mm-hmm. And you would also be looking for ecotourism and adventure here. I think, you know, this is great for families, couples, multi-generational groups traveling together, mm. solo travelers, because even though you might be traveling in this region by yourself, you wouldn't be alone in the park. So this might offer an opportunity to meet other travelers and you would feel comfortable. And then in terms of accessibility issues, so because this is a more primitive park, it's not paved all the way through. Okay. So if you or anyone in your traveling party might have some mobility challenges, you would mm-hmm. want to have your travel agent or if you're booking through Get Your Guide, you would definitely want to contact them and find out what kind of accommodations can or cannot be made for you on the day of your visit. Check okay. that out ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, and then we had mentioned um, that it's about 20 minutes from uh, the Tulum ruins, but what about from the resort areas? Like how, how far would people expect to drive? Okay, so if you are staying in the Cancun Hotel Zone, you're going to look at about an hour and 45-minute drive south Mm -hmm. without traffic. Okay. And, you know, so coming back in the evening, you will hit traffic in Playa del Carmen. And Mm -hmm. so you could be looking at a two-hour to two-hour and 30-minute drive back if you're staying in the Cancun area. Okay. Mm. If you're staying in the Riviera Maya area, you're looking at about 45 minutes to an hour in each direction, depending on which resort you're staying at. Okay. Good information. So make sure you fill up on those meals before you leave the village because you're going to be hungry on the way back. But that's okay because your resort has amazing food for you when you get back there too. So that's good. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So. How long would you expect to be at the Tonka Mayan Village? I mean, we know that we've talked about you can combine it for an all-day event with some of the other ruins, but would you expect to be here all day, or this is like a morning-type activity? Um, No. So uh, you would be at the Tonka Mayan Village for about five hours. Okay. So four to six hours, give or take, depending on how long it takes to check in or how long you stroll through the Mayan village part. So it is it is pretty much a good chunk of the day. And I and if you're going to combine it with going to see the Tulum ruins, I would do that. I would not combine this with trying to do Koba and you wouldn't be able to do Chichen Itza and okay. and Tonka in the same day. That's not doable. Okay, that's good to know. And then yeah. do you have any sort of pricing for what people can expect, um, you know, as a like their tourism investment into this uh, event or this, sorry, what am I trying to say? The excursion? Excursion. The excursion, right. Yeah. So I did look on Get Your Guide and currently their pricing is starting at about 240 per person mm. for the all day 
which okay. is combining the admission to the ruins and also your admission to Tonka Village. Okay. And your transportation. Okay. So, um, yeah, so about 240 per person. So on the Get Your Guide link that we provided, um, you can look up the dates, and I think that the pricing will vary depending on the dates. Sure. And, you know, I, I think that's that is going to be too steep for some people, for sure. But at the same time, when you think about there only being 100 people in the village for the day, I mean, that's that's what it's going to take to support the village. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Exactly. I think that tourism should 100% lift up the areas that we're visiting. And I do get a little suspect when I think that price is too low. Like, like who's who possibly can have like besides the initial person that takes your cash, who's actually getting paid? Um, yeah, that's important to me. So I'm I'm totally fine with a higher price point because I want it to do good. I want that money to do good in the community and a too low price point for me is like, yeah. Right. We got to And I think if some, yes, yes. I think that, you know, it is a fair price for what you're getting and in terms of supporting the village, exactly. And keeping this Mayan culture alive, right, for future generations to experience Mm -hmm. because it is a very interesting culture and it's it's very different than the, the Mexican culture in the area. So um, the language and everything. So also, if someone doesn't want to combine this with the Tulum visit Mm -hmm. and maybe uh, have your travel agent contact one of the Hard Rock resorts, because when we went, this was only available through the Hard Rock resorts, which there are a couple of them in the area. So maybe uh, if you're staying at one of the Hard Rock resorts, or if your travel agent can contact them and see if they can get you just the Tonka visit, maybe that would decrease the price a little bit. So that's just a little tip to check into that as well. That's a great tip. Yeah, I mean, I just, I like the idea that, you know, there's preservation happening, but it's not happening in a way that's like mass marketed. It's, it's cool. I like it. Exactly. Okay, so then, yeah. um, I, I, that's, that's really the, the last of my formalized questions. But I want, I like to give a space for my guests to freestyle at the end of the interview and in case I missed anything. And so this is your time. I mean, what would you like to say, if anything? Or, you know, you could you could sing a song if you'd like, whatever. <laughs> I will definitely not be singing, especially at this hour of the morning in which we are recording. Okay, so, um, so basically, you know, this is something, first of all, this is an area of intense heat and humidity. Yeah. And this could be any time of year, but definitely if you're going any time from May through uh, September, October, it's going to be very intense heat. Mm. So you definitely want to keep this in mind. This is probably going to be a very different climate than where you are traveling in from. So you need to prepare accordingly. And be sure to get proper rest the night before arrive very well hydrated and bring water with you. Mm -hmm. This is the most important thing when traveling to a climate like this is you must be hydrated. You know, we're on vacation and we're at these resorts and some of them are all-inclusive resorts, many of them in fact. And so you might be indulging in a lot of wonderfully delicious alcoholic beverages, (laughs) margaritas the night before, the day before. But I caution you to think about that um, because 
you you will be dehydrated the next day, and this type of activity will will become very difficult physically. So just think about that, um, and then and you bring your water. Depart go ahead. pretty early from your resort. Yes, yes, probably eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so good. So advice. yeah. So the good news is, if you lay off the alcohol the night before, and you have to look forward to come back to your hotel this mm-hmm. evening and party all night long if you want, but be kind <laughs> to your. Be kind to your body the, the night before uh, a trip like this and bring your waterproof footwear, a backpack, hat, sunglasses. Hats, sunglasses are so important, just as important as bringing your water. And you're going to be bringing all of your belongings with you in this park. So make sure at least you know one member of the family or the traveling unit has a backpack yeah. to carry along with you. There aren't any locker facilities or anything like that in this park. Gotcha. And yeah, and super important. This is for anywhere you're traveling in this region, anywhere in Mexico in fact, they are very echo conscious and they do request that you are using eco-friendly sunscreens and bug sprays. This okay. is super important to keep our coral reefs alive and thriving. And so you can find a lot of options for this. I know coralsafe.com has a lot of products um, so just keep that in mind and try and bring them with you because if you purchase them at your hotels, you are going to pay a premium for that. Yeah. Oh, I've done yeah. that. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. And then, yes. <laughs> yes. And then you, the smallest you, bottle is like 10 bucks. You're like, what? This yes. is like a travel size product. Yeah, yes. So pack that ahead of time. And then, of course, during this time, of traveling during the pandemic. And even afterwards, let's keep in mind the local health and safety protocols, such as mask wearing that might be mandatory Mm -hmm. at the time of travel. So you want to keep up to date on those factors. And, you know, in this area, you're you're swimming in natural springs that are not part of a commercial facility. So these are not chlorinated. They are not altered. So just keep that in mind and you're swimming at your own risk. Yeah, and you are engaging in physical activities that are not risk-free, so you just need to always keep that in mind. And then, something a side note about cenotes. So these ponds or lakes within this park are cenotes, and for anyone not familiar with cenotes, um, they they are sinkholes essentially with spring water, fresh water, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the ground, and there are thousands of them in this area. Um, Several are on private property, some are commercialized, and then, of course, Tonka has several of them on site. And so a lot of people um, have reservations about swimming in cenotes because the Mayans did bury their dead and offer sacrifices to the gods (laughs) with the cenotes. Yes, so they they did believe that these were um, their portals, yes. You know, so this is just something to research before you go, um, and just keep this in mind. It, it's kind of interesting, but if you have any type of reservations about disturbing any kind of burial grounds or anything like that, just check that out before you go, and then you can make your decision whether or not you'd want to do this. Sure. And so, two things. One, on that note, you know, this the the Tuckamai Village because there this is like an an effort to preserve this culture. 
I don't think they're going to have you swimming in the place that disturbs their cultural heritage. I think there's right. They're, they're, they would, in my opinion, which is not researched, I don't think that they would do that. There must be a private area that you don't, you don't get to go to, which great. Right. Let's keep that, right. you know, sacred. Um, yeah. But then the other part is um, keep in mind what your bathing suit is washed in also. Maybe give it a rinse uh, in the shower at your hotel beforehand because we don't want to put those chemicals into the, you know, the fresh water. Because after a while, that's going to start to affect things and change the pH and all that sort of thing. Um, exactly. And if you haven't seen a cenote, you should look it up. It's amazing. C-E-N-O-T-E. Is that how you spell it? Yes, that's yeah. right. And so this is, you've seen pictures of them. You might just not realize that you've seen them. But these are these beautiful teal, maybe clear to the bottom, like bodies of water inland. And they might just be way down the ground with all these roots and vines of trees hanging way down into the bottom. They look like they come out of Lord of the Rings. They're incredible. Um, they so really, yeah. Such a good description. Seen, yeah, Google them because it's worth, um, if you need to like motivate yourself to book a vacation, just print out a couple pictures of these things and tape them behind your desk because they look amazing. So. They are. And the colors are unbelievable. The yeah. range of blues and teals is, is just something really amazing. In fact, if you have someone in your party who doesn't swim or who is afraid to swim, it's okay. They aren't going to be forced to get into the water. But the experience of seeing that water up close and personal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is still just as amazing, even if you don't want to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And then and some of them you can just... Some of them I've seen that you can actually, it depends if like, I, I saw one that a hurricane had come where they'd actually built this platform that you could walk out on top of, but now the platform's underwater. It's actually Lori Gold's episode. It's a video podcast. And so she's standing on the platform that used to be, or she's looks like she's standing on it, but it's actually a couple of feet below her because they had a hurricane come in. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but some of them, you know, are made, they're not made for, but they're accessible and shallow. So you just got to kind of check around and see which one floats your boat. But they also, you can wear floaties. I've seen people wear floaties in them. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But it's a really neat experience. So I hope that your listeners get to ex get to travel there and see this for themselves. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your insight on this. This wouldn't have, I wouldn't have found this on my own. In fact, trying to find the website on my own, I did not succeed. So um, I'm glad that you brought this about because this is the kind of thing that I would like to lift up and I would like to see, you know, go on for ages and ages. So I appreciate you bringing this, uh, bringing this on to Travel Radio Podcast. It's, it's a good addition. Oh, good. I'm so glad, Megan. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And then before we close out, where can people find you online again? What's that website? Yeah, so I can be found at the, at the luxury lifestyle blog.com. Cool. All right. Well, I hope we can find another topic to record on again sometime sooner than later. And um, and I look forward to seeing all your, uh, you know, all of your products because you don't know, but Kathy has like 1,000 hats she wears and 1,000 amazing businesses. So I look forward to seeing all of them flourish in 2021 and as travel picks up again in the future. So. Oh, yeah. thank you, Megan.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for participating. And um, I guess Kathy Ward is going to say bye to everyone now. So thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.